Welcome to Child Care Check-In. 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 Hello, everybody, and welcome to Child Care Check-In. I'm your host, Shaniqua B., the freelance child care provider, and today I have with me Sabrina in Washington. She is the co-owner of Elite Nannies of Nashville, and she is coming on to talk to us about all things owning and operating a nanny agency. Stay tuned. All right. So tell us about yourself. How did you get started in the child care industry? I'm Sabrina Washington. I live in Nashville, Tennessee. I was born and raised in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And while I was in high school, um, I wanted to get a job working with kids. And uh, I always loved working with children in, in my home church and things of that nature. So I got a job after school from 2 to 7 with a, with a work program with my school, working at a daycare. And that's how I got started. So, um, that was 17 years ago. So I've been working with kids for a long time. I worked with infants and toddlers and all of that. Um, at 18, I got my first nanny job working for a nurse who had an infant and a two-year-old. So I worked with her kids 12 hours a day, five days a week, Ooh. and did that for two years. You said <laughs> 12 hours? <laughs> I did that for two years, and then while I was doing that, I found classes on weekends, nights, things like that at my local community college, you know, took some early childhood edu- education classes through that, and then I moved to Nashville at 21, and as soon as I moved here, maybe a week, I moved here in January, before January was out, I had a job at a preschool, I always wanted, you know, working. And then I was going to MTSU as well. And so I got a job working at a preschool in Franklin, Tennessee, in the suburbs. Uh, And I did that for three years. I taught three-year-olds. Did that for three years. And then um, stopped doing that after three years and went on to nanny some more. And I did a couple of high-profile families and things like that. And after a few years, I went back into the preschool realm and worked as a two-year-old teacher for four and a half years, and then I was promoted to director of admissions uh, at their, the school that they were building. I worked for a franchise, so at the, the new school they were building downtown Nashville, and I did that up until 2016 when I quit my job wow. to start an agency. That's it. Oh, wow. It seems like, like <laughs> you've always been working with kids since high school, so it's it was natural for you to kind of make that transition to a nanny agency because you had a lot of experience. <laughs> I did, but I anybody who knows me or knew me would tell you that I they would have never thought I was starting a nanny agency. They always would have thought I was open to daycare. Daycare. Mm-hmm. I never ever wanted to open a daycare because once I became a director, I found out how hard it is mm-hmm. to keep staff. Nobody wants to work for the little bit of money that they give you mm. working for a daycare. I was one of the crazy people that didn't do it for the money and struggled and, you know, lost a lot, but loved the kids so much. I never wanted to open a daycare. I thought my I thought my career was going to be director of admissions. I was fine to do that as a career. And I was like, okay, so when I get married and have kids, my kids can come here for free. <laughs> um, this is a steady job. I can grow in the business. You know, I thought that was going to be it. And that was not 
got it. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Wow. Okay, I love your story. Love hearing different stories and how you transition throughout the years. <laughs> So for those who don't know, tell us about your nanny agency. What do you do and how long have you been doing it? So I started the Elite Nannies of Nashville in July 2016. And what we do is we are a nanny referral agency. So I personally meet with families in their homes and I sit down with them and I get to know them and I get my little baby fever out by cuddling with their little kids. <laughs> and, um, we talk. I give them the basics on how to hire a nanny. Most people, especially in the South, don't know what it entails. It's not hard to hire a nanny, but a lot of people just don't know the legal um, aspects of it and that this person's going to be your employee. And so we sit and we talk about all those things. We talk about what they're looking for. And then I go out and I interview nannies to figure out who's going to be a good fit. And it's like a dating game because I've met the family and I've gotten to know them. So I pretty much know what kind of personality they're looking for and those kinds of things. And then I'm trying to find a nanny, at least three nannies, who kind of match what the family's looking for. And then I walk everybody through the process. I represent the nanny. I work as her agent. Scheduling times for the families, uh, for the nannies to do trial days and things of that nature. The process could take two weeks. It could take six weeks. It just depends on a couple different factors. But that's what I do day in and day out. Okay. (laughs) And do you ever miss, like, because you said you get your time with the children while you're um, at the family's house. But do you miss, like, being there as a nanny and actually providing the care? I do. I do miss it. And when I feel myself really missing it, I will just go and play with one of my friend's children (laughs) or send them on a date night um, and things like that. There's always a way. Definitely. (laughs) I'll have kids, and so I'll typically go babysit for them. Definitely. Okay. And then with having an agency, what would you say has been your biggest win? as an owner so far? I literally don't know. Maybe maybe we haven't had our biggest win yet. Every day to me is a win. <laughs> and every day that we're still running a business that's flourishing and working and people are happy, then it's a win. I, we always feel super happy when uh, a nanny gets her dream job and the family finds their dream nanny. And when they have such kind and, and kind things to say to, to us, that is extremely rewarding. So that's always a win in our book. Definitely. And then on the flip side, what what struggles do you think you all have faced so far? So when we started the agency, I was very, you know, I just wanted to make everybody happy. I had the lowest prices in town. I just wanted people to just <laughs> be able to afford us. Mm-hmm. And I wanted, I would work with anyone. And I was like... You know, it was getting to the point where I was, like, not meeting the nanny's needs as much as I needed to. I was still learning the business. I don't know. It was it was hard at first because um, I just wanted to please the nannies, and I wanted to please the families, but I wasn't really putting down, you know, a bottom line with people. So so that, that, that was hard. But we got through that. I would say it took me about three months before I was like, Nope. And I made like lots of different changes with my agency at that point. How we work, how we run everything, what our standards are going to be, what is going to be our bottom line. And then things got much better. 
the other struggle is in the fall, it's really, really hard. Um, our agency is almost like it goes to sleep. Like nothing's mm. going on in October through December. Yeah. Nobody wants to call. The phone doesn't ring. Nobody's interested in jobs. Everybody here in Tennessee, in the South, they want to do holiday stuff. They don't want to have mm. any involvement with work, finding a job, finding a nanny, nothing. They've got family in town because it's the holidays, so grandma can watch the kids. We'll worry about it later. And so um, a lot of people give birth in August, mm -hmm. and they'll take a long maternity leave, and in January, that's when they'll want a nanny, or they'll want to get into a daycare, and so January through March is our busiest time, mm -hmm. where it's like October through December never happened, and it's like you make it all, you make all the money back, you make all of the, the business back at that time, it's just getting through it, especially for somebody like me, who gets anxiety, I'm like, I'm supposed to just sit around for three months? <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, so I've been thinking of different ways of what I can do. Um, so right now I'm just working on building my brand so that I have something to do during those dead months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> when there's literally nothing to do. Every company has it. It's just, we still going, I was like, I can't do this a third year in a row. Still trying to figure out, you know, what should I be doing during this time? Exactly. Because that's a long stretch of time when you're used to, like, being on the go and really working and things like that. Three months is a long time. <laughs> it is a long time. I think a lot of maybe agency owners are moms mm -hmm. here. And so they have their family and their children that they can focus on. I don't have any kids, so I'm really bored mm -hmm. during that time. And I, I also have seasonal depression, so it's nothing crazy. But I definitely, it's, it's cloudy, it's dark. Mm -hmm. It's cold, and I like sun and sunshine and bright. Definitely. So when you work from home and you're just at home for three months, it's mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out all different things to do. I'm like, okay, maybe this will be the time where I just will go home, you know, to Florida for mm -hmm. a couple of weeks, you know. But I'm just working things out now so that I'm able to do that comfortably. And I keep hearing you say we, so let's just go into partnership. I understand oh, that yeah. you that you have a partner. How has that been so far? Did you all start the business together, or did she join after? And how did you know that she was a good fit? Yeah, my business partner and I. When I that job that I mentioned that I got in Franklin, Tennessee, when I first moved here in two thousand six at twenty one, she was a teacher that worked across the hall from me. She taught pre K. And um, she's a licensed teacher. She could teach up to eighth grade, but she loved teaching little ones. She she took a lot of pride in knowing that they were, she was the reason why they were doing so well in kindergarten and so on and so forth. And, um, yeah, we I, we never lost contact. Anybody who's worked in a preschool for, or a school for a long period of time, so those people kind of become your family. You spend about 10 hours of your day there. And we are completely opposite people. And she's like, she, when I met her, she was in a rock band. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and oh, wow. And I was like this sweet little innocent 21-year-old <laughs> girl who had never even been anywhere. Like, I, you know, I hadn't hardly been anywhere, let alone a rock and roll show. But <laughs> she was super cool. And we got along really well, completely opposite people that get along extremely well. And we always kept in touch through the years, you know, and, um, Ten years had gone by, and I called her up, and I said, listen, I'm not 
happy at my job. You are still at the same school where we met. She was there for 10 years. Oh, wow. I said, what are we going to do? Like, I want to start a mini agency. Would you start one with me? And at first, she was like, no. We've never owned anything <laughs> in our lives. I was like, I know. That's why I want to do it alone. I never owned it. <laughs> I needed somebody who was kind of opposite of me because I am kind of a wild child. I'm, you know, I'm not somebody who's extremely organized. I'm not someone who, I'm kind of a, a somebody who, um, is very uh, spontaneous mm-hmm. and um, kind of make decisions really quickly without thinking. I'm that person. She's opposite. And I knew I needed somebody who was like, oh, wait a minute, let's think about this. Or, you know, I need some logic. Mm-hmm. She's a little bit older than me as well, which helps. And then she has an educational background that I don't have educationally. Like, she went to school for this. She got her license for this. You know, I have the life experience. Groups, child care related groups to get the word out. 
but yeah, that's how I find them. We we became pretty popular about I would say maybe a year and a half ago. We just you know our phones would not stop ringing with nannies looking for work. We're still pretty popular. Mm-hmm. I give it all up to Google because people from out of state call us all the time trying to get an interview. There are a few things that I do that are different from other agencies. I typically don't do a lot of Skype or FaceTime interviews. I really do take pride in the fact that we do a lot of in-person. I'm meeting families in person. I would really want to give them nannies who have met in person as well. And And I'm big on local jobs. Like 50 to 100 people are moving here a day. There's a lot of local people that live here that need jobs. And so I'm always going to go to them first mm-hmm. to see if they want to work before I'm going to go to somebody living in New York City who wants to move here, maybe, if that makes sense. Right. So a lot of the people that I interview find me. They fill out, I can't even tell you how many applications we get a week because it's crazy. Right. But um, I would say... 50% of the applications are really, really stellar. The others are just, I don't even know, but that just comes with the territory. So I'll say, you know, I would love to meet you anytime between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. And I'll just interview people in 30-minute increments back-to-back. Okay. On, like, Monday, I mean, on Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, typically. Sometimes I'll open up a Saturday. Um, in this business, you get a lot of no-shows, so I really don't like uh, spending my Saturday waiting for people and they don't show up, so I'd rather do that in the middle of the week when I have a better attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely understand that. <laughs> okay, and then once they're on board, how involved are you in the process of parent and families? Do you train the nannies? Do you help them establish a contract with the families? Do you do payroll and taxes? Um, do you help them find additional jobs? Like, how involved are you? I am super, super, super involved. So I don't want to give out, like, my secrets. Oh, definitely. I have some things that I do, like, really different from mm-hmm. other agencies. And um, I found it to be a way where I, you know, I have integrity in this business. Because, you know, a, a typical family agency, what they do is they you know, charge you an amount of money to find a nanny, and then they give you about 30 days, 60 days, 90 days to replace your nanny for no charge. If your mm-hmm. nanny quits, if you fire her, anything like that, don't replace with no charge. And then after that window is closed, they will charge you again the same amount. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you do the whole process over again. That never sat well with me. I'm not in this business for the money. So um, I figured out a way to where I can constantly be involved without it being stressful or annoying on anyone's part. And um, so I'm always there. Plus we have curriculum. So we have training days throughout the year because Kendra has to do curriculum with the nannies when the children turn another age. So we're always around, we're always available for our clients. Um, we, we do after business hours. We, work, uh, we do uh, backup care as well. So Typically, I'm checking my phone and emails at like 5.30 in the morning for the sick nanny call-outs, which we don't get very often because our names are fabulous. But um, I'm, I'm always there for the backup care for for and replacement if it needs to happen, which doesn't happen very often at all, thank God. And then um, I'm always there if the nannies need advice, like 
all of my nannies are in my phone mm-hmm. as nanny and then their name. And so I get, like last week, I got nannies who texted me like, do you have any ideas of places we can go? We're in East Nashville, which is downtown. And so I'm like giving them ideas and advice. Um, a lot of times we're getting nannies together. Like, okay, you all are in the same area. Let's start a group chat for you all to do play dates. Okay. I just, I know that this job is one where it can get a little bit mundane mm-hmm. and you can feel a little bit alone. And so I like for them, to, I like to create a community. So the elite nannies, of, the elite nannies of Nashville, nannies know that we're a community um, and they know that they can talk to me about anything. Most of them are so happy I never hear from them, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them I hear from maybe annually. Some of them, we become kind of close because I'm constantly using them for backup care and um, events, weddings, things like that. But I'm super involved. Families know if they email me at 7 o'clock, they'll probably get an email back at 7.05. <laughs> and okay. I'm just that girl. And like I said before, I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. I am, you know, I'm in a place in my life where I think people can have access to me if they need me. Um, and I'm, I'm really good with boundaries as well, so I don't take it, it doesn't go to a crazy place. It did at the beginning, but mm-hmm. I learned how to make it a boundary kind of thing. But I just know that people get off of work at 5, 5.30, and that's when they have questions. And I just don't, if I'm there to answer them, why am I making you wait until 8 o'clock the next morning? Like, who cares? Exactly. You're client now. Let's go. <laughs> that's definitely understandable, and it gives a good personal touch to it as well. It does. I've gotten so many clients just because I answered the phone. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, finally, you're like the first agency to answer the phone when I call. Thank you. <laughs> oh, you're the first agency to come to the house. Thank you. Mm. That makes me feel like I can trust you. You know, it's just those little things that go a long way in the business. Okay, so now let's dive into marketing. So we've talked about nannies and your partnership, but how do you find your clients? Well, marketing, we, you know, I only knew how to market daycares because Mm -hmm. that's what I did when we opened our daycare in 2010. I went door to door to different businesses in the area. I left business cards. I left coffee mugs filled with candy. I left flyers. I did Chick-fil-A family night. I would go to hospitals, <laughs> all kinds of things. We did parades. We did, oh, God, that was awful because it was winter. We did a Christmas parade. It was so cold. Terrible things like that. <laughs> None of it worked. And the reason why I know it didn't work is because whenever we, whenever someone would call, we would say, how did you hear about us? They'd be like, Google, from a friend. And it was great. So <laughs> we, we did, did all, all of this. <laughs> so... Um, when I started Elite Nannies, I did the same thing. I ordered a bunch of merchandise, coffee cups, and reusable grocery bags, and what else did we order? Just some pens, and we all got business cards. But yeah, we did all of that, and none of it worked. And we, I went to uh, hospitals. Um, some folks had told me, you should go to hospitals and on the labor and delivery for, um, floor. And leave the nurses, like, huge things of, like, huge baskets with fruits and chocolates, expensive stuff, and put your cards, and hopefully they'll give it to the moms. The moms are asking, like, well, do you know anything? you know any agencies or blah, blah, blah? They'll give them your card. Never happened. <laughs> we did a lot of things that never worked. 
that worked for us was social media was a winning tool. We used Facebook. Um, I cleaned out my whole Facebook from anything. I have been on Facebook since 2003 or four. <laughs> cleaned out the whole Facebook. Nothing. There was no remnant of the old me, of me, just Sabrina. It was all Ely Nannies. Anytime you went to my Facebook page, it was nothing but me talking about my, my business. That was mm-hmm. it. And um, I would join all the mom groups, all the, any local mom group that would let me join, I joined. And I would just wait until somebody was like, does anybody know anything about, you know, a nanny agency around here? And I'd wait. I wouldn't jump on it immediately. I'd wait like an hour. And I'd say, hey, if you're interested, I did start Elite Nannies of Nashville. We'd be happy to speak with you. You know, and I'd leave it at that. I've got so many. I don't even do I haven't done that in two years. I still get people from the mom groups because I was up in there all the time. And now the other moms just say it. They're like, well, I could be Elite Nannies of Nashville. Like, so I have to even do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the same with the, the in the child groups. A lot of people would see me posting for nanny jobs. A lot of parents would see it, and they would call and say, I saw your post, and I just wanted to know more about you. And so we did that. Um, we paid for ads. You know, you could pay Instagram or Google for an ad. That didn't work. That was just a waste of thousands and thousands of dollars gone. Oh, we had no idea. We just didn't know. Um, word of mouth was the biggest seller. Moms in Nashville. Nashville is growing every day, but it's still the community, the little neighborhoods, they all talk. And so just getting that word of mouth out there is great. Kendra and I have, have taken care of thousands upon thousands of children over the last decade or so here. And so a lot of the moms who have encountered us or we've taken care of their children, they'll just tell, you know, Sabrina took care of my child when she was a baby or a toddler or whatever. And so having those reputable people talk about us, word of mouth goes a much longer way in places like Nashville. So, um, so yeah, so that's, that's how we, that's how we market it. Now we just use social media. We don't really do anything else. We ask our clients, you know, we have lots of clients and we'll ask them to leave us a kind, or not a kind, <laughs> I better be kind, but leave us a review on, on Google. I'm like, hi, you know, if you could just, uh, first I'm checking, how's everything going? Oh, it's going great. You're amazing. You're incredible. Thank you so much. Please. Oh my gosh, thank you. Do you mind leaving us like a, a sentence or two on Google? Families want to hear from other families. And so I would say one out of every 10 clients leaves me a review. They, <laughs> I can't get people to do it. It's very, very hard to get people to leave a review. Very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they do, it changes the algorithm in Google and pushes the pushes our name up on a search. So if somebody is in searches Nanny Nashville, we come up at the top, and then we have the most five star reviews. So it immediately looks like, oh my god, okay, I gotta call this one. This is the one. You know what I mean? Right. Which is great. Definitely. So so that's what that's that's how we market now. We ask people to leave reviews, and we do social media. I don't. I've never been a fan of pushing pushing my business onto people. You know, I tell people we're the best at what we do because we are. It's up to you if you want to if you want to find out or not. You know, mm-hmm. definitely, definitely, and I like that because you see, like. Um, some people will be jumping in and you say social media, some people will be jumping in your DMs as soon as you push follow, like go check out, you know, like that's just, and then that turns people off. Like, okay, well, hi, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. 
can we communicate on social media and get to know me or something? But you're just ready for me to check your business out. <laughs> I always was super casual about it. Like, I would get on social media and be like, hey, just peeking in. Um, I only link in the natural. If you're interested, feel free to shoot me an email. And I always, girl, I would say, oh, out of like the, let's say out of 20 calls that I get in a week, maybe two of them are going to end up being my clients. I, I honestly don't. I don't take on every client. Mm-hmm. Um, we stopped offering part-time nannies, which, <laughs> so I sent a lot of nanny, uh, people to other nanny agencies, who, the owners who I know, mm. all the time, all the That's time. Good. Because everybody's not for me, mm-hmm. and so I, I don't have a problem with trying to hold people hostage, you know? So it's like, no, I know another great agency that is still doing part-time. I know the owner. Tell her I sent you, you know? Definitely. Oh, marketing. I forgot to mention, uh, this was a huge, huge, huge marketing win for me, was um, partnering with doulas in mm-hmm. my area. Okay. And I tell every see they should totally do that if they can. Doulas do what I don't do. Mm-hmm. And so they are, the postpartum doulas are with moms those first six to eight weeks after they have a baby. The mother literally, like, worships this person. Like, this is the person that's saving them from <laughs> whatever it is they're dealing with after giving birth to a whole human. And so they trust them. And so if you partner with a doula and you say, hey, I'll, you know, if a family is looking for a nanny agency, I'll give you 20% of my earnings if you tell them to join Elite Nannies of Nashville. Hmm. And so I have, I get the best clients with doulas best and it's totally worth it and vice versa so if I meet with a pregnant client I'm like do you have a doula I know a great one then they give me their some of their earnings so it goes both ways it's a partnership so it's like having a recruiter mm-hmm. but not I guess it's like having a recruiter but you're both in the same business-ish kind mm-hmm. of thing I don't know it's worked wonders for our business in the last let's say two years we have two doula partnerships and now, mind you, I didn't partner with every doula I met, and every doula I met did not partner with me. It wasn't a match for all of us. Exactly. Like, it, we found doulas who we have, were on the same wavelength, we had the same goals, and we, we felt the same way about helping families and children. You know, it had to be a match. But once it was a match, we're good. Definitely. And that's, and that's uh, funny that you said that because I'm a newborn care specialist. So I work, mm-hmm. I work with families at that time as well. And it's like every, that as soon as I'm done with them, they're like, do you know of any nannies or do you, um, do you want to be my full-time nanny? And I have to like turn them down because I want to keep working with the newborn stage. But that, that is very, that's true. Like I never thought of it that way. Like nanny agencies partnering with, um, those who work in the first three months because that's key. Definitely, because hmm, I get I, I got that question so many times it just went over my head. <laughs> somebody, somebody in my networking group when I first started told me about, like you know what you should do, and I was like, oh my god, I should totally do that. And I reached out to one doula agency that's really popular here for me, and um, it's great. I love yes. it. They send me the best families, the, the sweetest, most kindest, most thankful families that Definitely. you know. <laughs> have really loved and also I mean let's be real if you can afford a doula you can afford a nanny exactly so, that is absolutely true my time and, yeah, and they're typically looking 
Yes, and they're typically definitely looking for a nanny to mm-hmm. take over that next few um, years or months or whatever they're looking for because at the end of the day, they're about to go back to work some most of the time. So they need somebody to take over where you leave off. So that's definitely a great partnership. Yeah, it's great. Okay. I, can't, I can't complain on that. It was, that was a great marketing decision. Definitely. So from marketing, let's move into the grind. <laughs> so I always um uh, I look at your stories and I always see you mention the Tuesday to Thursday grind. How do you set up your weekend days to ensure that you get everything done and have somewhat of a balance? <laughs> so Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays are when I do the bulk of my interviews and parent meetings. I am flexible. As I said before, so if a family needs to meet on a Friday morning or Saturday or even a Sunday, I'll do it. It just doesn't happen very often. Most times I can get everybody to squeeze it into my Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday mark. My whole life I've hated Mondays. I Even when I was in school, I just did not enjoy, you know, uh, Sunday. I've got to, like, turn down at a certain time because... I've got to be bright and bushy-tailed on Monday to start my week. I would get anxiety about the next day, the work day. I just was like, you know what? When I start my business and I start working smarter and not harder, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave Mondays to myself. I'm going to do things I'd like to do. I really, I'm a napper. I enjoy taking naps. <laughs> I enjoy um, quiet time, relaxing, relaxing, because I am like an extroverted introvert so I, I I get my I get a lot of life and joy and energy from people but I also get a lot of energy from being by myself as well refueling I kind of do both so um, in an effort to to work on my mental health and make sure that I am happy and not in a bad mood on Mondays I just don't pack my Monday full of stuff mm-hmm. you know I, I do things that I want to do run errands um, watch a show, catch up on my shows, you know, like, but I'm always emailing, um, and taking phone calls. That does that part doesn't stop, but at least I don't physically have to, like, get dressed up. Go anywhere. <laughs> go anywhere, take meetings, put on my thinking cap, you know, things like that. But tomorrow, the meetings start back up, and it's fun. Like, I, 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 I find myself looking forward to Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then I find myself looking forward to Friday when I know I'm about to shut it down again. And, like, okay, and so I'm scheduling to meet friends for happy hour on Fridays at like three o'clock, and it's fabulous because I'm like, oh, I feel so good. And then Saturdays, my business partner does a lot of stuff on Saturdays with Nanny, but she's a mom, so Saturdays is her day mm-hmm. to, do, to do the work stuff. Um, but Saturdays, I try to keep it to myself as much as possible. However, I do text and email a lot on Saturdays because my, that's when my nannies are most of the time interviewing. Okay. <laughs> so, like, 10 people interviewing all at once, and I want to know how it goes. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. But my, my nannies usually interview on Saturday and Sunday, so um, people who know me, if they see me on Sunday, they're going, yes! Yeah. Definitely, I love it.
Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'd be like, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> You got to regroup. <laughs> got to regroup and get it get it back together, reel it back in. <laughs> so we've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot. You've given great, amazing uh, advice and tips and tricks that you use. So reeling it all in, what advice would you give a person that may be thinking, hmm, I see a large um, need in my area, but I don't know where to start. What would you say to them? I would say this isn't for everybody. So if you see a large need, that's great. But, like, what if you don't want to do this? <laughs> you know, so really make sure that this is something that you want to do moving forward. Are you going to be okay um, knowing that this business could fail and it could be in your name? Like, are you prepared for that? Are you afraid? Are you willing to, to, to do this while you're afraid? Do you have the confidence? Are you a people person? Do you have the it factor where you can get along with people from all walks of life? You know, these are things you have to think of when you want to own a dating agency because, man, if it's not good, they will talk about you so badly. <laughs> oh, good. And so you got to make sure it's good. It is, it's a risk, you know. Um, it might not work. Most businesses fail within the first year. So these are things you have to, and that's just real talk. These are things that have you have to to think about. Um, you have to think about the money portion. Are you are you willing to um, <clears throat> to sell into your business and um, put money into it? Are you willing for to have failed relationships, breakups, you know, lose friends, <laughs> mm-hmm. lose money that you may not ever get back? Like, these are the things you have to think about. Do you still want to do it after all of that? Do you truly believe in your heart that this is something that you're supposed to be doing? This is the path that you're supposed to take? You should totally do it. Um, You should look at the other agencies in your area, see how much they're charging. Look at the demographics that they're they're serving. Do you have demographics in your area that can afford your services? Can you live off of the services? Um, once you start getting paid and making money, are you willing to take on side gigs until the money's coming in strong? Do you want a business partner? Do you not want a business partner? You know, um, think about all of those things. And, and, and definitely look at your state laws and figure out what your state has to say about your, your business. Some In some states, you, you have to have an office. You can't work from home. So, you know, every every city is different, every state is different, but once you decide that this is what you want to do, go ahead and get your business license, figure out what you want to name your business, look around, make sure nobody else has your name, Um, get an LLC, find somebody who will create a logo for you, and um, create a business plan, Um, figure out, okay, this is how much I want, this is what I want to do. This is the demographic I want to serve. This is how much I want to charge, you know. And then hire a lawyer, somebody who's good with contracts and good with things like, oh, you could get sued, you know, things like that. <laughs> and then get on it, you know, figure out the best way to market your business. is different for everybody. Every every state is different. Every city is different when it comes to marketing. You know, you can't market the way that I'm marketing you know, in, in, in New York City or L.A., right? Mm-hmm. So, but I, it works for me here in Nashville. So, 
you know, it just depends. But yeah, I, I say if you want to do it, please know that it is hard. this conversation to end so can you leave us with some words of wisdom I always I've had I had this um prophet tell me one time this was like oh my god maybe maybe seven maybe eight years ago he pointed me out in the crowd he said never settle another day in your life do you hear me oh wow and I was like what? <laughs> I'd have been freaked out. In a large church, like wow. And um, since he told me that, randomly people have come up to me and said, "I just feel the need to tell you to never settle." They just, I don't know why, I just feel the need to tell you. The last time it happened was in an Uber car. This was a year ago. My Uber driver was asking me questions about like dating. Love it, love it. So I'm sure that, well, I'm positive that um, listeners will definitely get a lot out of this because I've gotten a couple of questions like starting an agency and how to. So I definitely had to reach out to you, connect with you and see if you will be willing to come on the podcast to answer some of these questions. So thank you so much for being open to it. And I know that all the, <laughs> I know that all the information that you gave will definitely touch 
somebody's life because that's my biggest thing with this podcast is to if I can just reach one person and help them with by interviewing you know people that they would definitely want to hear from so thank you so much you're so welcome